Now, Jamie Dupree with the latest breaking news from our nation's capital. He's the most connected man in Washington, D.C., and if I could pat both of us on the back, I think we both were going through this scenario for the last three days, and Kevin McCarthy, I think a lot of this comes down to he was told multiple times by the Freedom Caucus, Jamie Dupree, that they were not going to support him. Yeah, I think, Sean, uh, the I was surprised that this happened today, but the math just wasn't there. Or the only way that the math would have been there would have been for McCarthy to make promises to the Freedom Caucus that he might not have been able to follow through on to get to 218 votes. So he came in at the top of the meeting today, closed-door meeting, I guess with his wife uh, there with him, introduced his family, and then said, I'm not running. And the place exploded. I talked to some lawmakers who said they were far in the back. The Ways and Means Committee room, if you've never been in there, is this huge cavernous room. And if you're not speaking right into the microphone, you're way in the back. You'd never uh, hear what happened. So uh, I had members tell me that they were in the back and, and knew something was up but couldn't really hear. The bottom line, of course, it means that the elections that were going to be held today to nominate and at the end of the month to elect a new speaker, all of that on hold. And the irony is, is that uh, John Boehner is going to be speaker for a while still. And a number of Boehner supporters noted exactly that today. Remember, the Speaker has not submitted his resignation as yet. He is going to stay on, and he reiterated that as Speaker until the House can elect somebody. And right now, there's not many people who can get to 218 votes on the floor of the House. Frankly, I think, Sean, right now there is only one person in the House of Representatives who can get to 218 votes and not go through an extended fight with, you know, whatever wing of the party you want to talk about. And that is? And that's Paul Ryan. He doesn't want it. doesn't want the job. Neither does Trey uh, Gowdy. Neither does Jim Jordan. Uh, well, I don't think Gowdy would. I don't think Gowdy would make it. And I don't think Jordan would have any chance to make it. Um, but Ryan would, and uh, you know, I, I think there will be an effort to lean on Ryan in the coming days, and we'll see again. I'm just still stunned, as somebody who's been around this place for a while, at the reluctance of Republican lawmakers to get into this leadership race. This is a historic opening that rarely, if ever, occurs to allow a single member of Congress to jump all the way up the leadership ladder to the top. And I just think that there—I can't believe that there's not people— climbing over each other and and slugging it out to get to the top. Now, maybe this is going to change with McCarthy's departure. There were I was just down in the Speaker's lobby off the House floor for about the last hour and a half. All sorts of names are being floated. Uh, well, Greg Walden of, Greg of Walden, Oregon. Mike, Mike Conway, Conway of Texas. Congressman Tom Price Flores, of Tom Price, Andy no. Harris. Yeah, um, Lynn Westmoreland of Georgia. Uh, Dan Webster says he's still going to run, but frankly, I think people see him as a long shot. Jason Chaffetz may run, but frankly, I think he's seen as even a longer shot, maybe. Uh, Gowdy said no. Jim Jordan said no. There's all kinds of talk of a temporary or a caretaker speaker, but I'm not sure that would go anyway and anywhere. And historically, the House has frowned on the idea of electing what they would call a speaker pro tempore, somebody just serve out. Uh, the term as a temporary speaker. So we'll have to see. There were already, I was interviewing Lynn Westmoreland of Georgia, and he was telling me and another uh, one of uh, one of my colleagues that he had told his colleagues in Georgia that he was thinking about running for speaker. Suddenly, the congressman's cell phone rang, and he looked at it, and he turned it toward us, and it had the initials KCM, Kevin McCarthy. And he hit the red button to not answer it. We sort of chuckled about that. And about a minute later, the phone rang again. He pulled it out and he showed it to me and it said KCM. It was Kevin McCarthy calling him again. And he didn't answer it that time. So there's a lot of stuff going on already. You know, the body's not even cold, basically. And people are trying to see what's up. But I, I, talk, I do let me think ask this, this is going to spur more people to get in. I talked to McCarthy. He reiterated what he said publicly, that he dropped out to unite the party and 
He wants the next speaker to have every member voting for them, not just 218. Uh, But I also know for a fact that the Freedom Caucus, Jim Jordan in particular, on three separate occasions said, we are united. You're not our guy. We're not changing our mind. Yeah, I, uh, though I have to say that I interviewed um, several uh, Freedom Caucus members who told me they were not going to stick with the recommendation How many? of the leadership of that. Well, well a I lot talk- of them, they were split because half of them supported Chaffetz and the other half supported Webster. Yeah, and so there were people who told me that, um, uh, in fact, Chaffetz was really funny this morning because he came out and, and told a bunch of us, he said uh, he had told the Freedom Caucus that he was going to support the nominee of the party. And he said uh, with a big smile, it was obvious the Freedom Caucus didn't like that. And there was one reason why he wasn't picking up much support. But the, there were a couple people who told me, well, uh, the Freedom word in the Freedom Caucus gave them the freedom to vote for whoever they wanted to. So I don't know how much of a block they were going to be, but I think there was more than enough question about McCarthy getting to 218 that it simply became apparent it was either going to be now or in the next few weeks. I'll try to get to the, the bottom of the issue with Chaffetz and and Meadows. Mark Meadows will, of the Freedom Caucus will join us at the bottom of the hour. I just got off the phone before you joined us with uh, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. Um, maybe it's time to bring him back. Yeah, which that is, ain't going to happen either. Probably not, but I think it's a good idea myself. And, you know, he answered the questions a lot better than any of the three candidates for speaker that I just asked the same questions of him. Yeah, I don't. I, I think that uh, the, the Republican Party will go forward, not backward. Yeah, uh, he's la- he was kind of laughing at me for suggesting it. But exactly. Well, I, I don't I don't think, you know, it's legitimate that, yes, the House could uh, appoint a speaker, uh, pick a speaker who is not a member of Congress. But I don't think that's going to happen for the first time ever. Uh, I don't think so. But what, when was the last time? 1923. That it went to, what, nine ballots, nine votes yeah. before they That's finally... the last time that we had multiple ballots. You're absolutely correct. Now, you know, the conservatives, they could still, if they want, they could still force a vote on a motion to vacate the chair to boot Boehner out now if they wanted to. They could. That's 100% I mean, accurate. They have that uh, They have that ability. And if they were able to push Boehner out, there would be no other legislative business that could come before the House of Representatives except electing a speaker. In fact, the election of a speaker is of higher precedence than even the motion to adjourn. Mm -hmm. So if they wanted to, they could start this whole process right now if they really wanted to. And so, you know, it's still uh, I think it's early, but there is an awful lot of maneuvering going on. I mean, I looked out on the House floor during the last vote and there were just all sorts of pockets of Republicans. Clearly, they weren't talking about the latest sports scores or the weather or anything like that. There were a lot of people doing a lot of maneuvering already. Donald Trump has spoken out. He applauded McCarthy's decision, somewhat ecstatic. He was enthusiastic about it. Great, he writes, Kevin McCarthy drops out of the speaker's race. We, re- we need a really smart, really tough person to take over this very important job. Uh, Dr. Benjamin Carson, he praised McCarthy for making an unselfish move. Uh, Boehner, interestingly, you're right, he said he'd stick around longer, but Boehner canceled his plans for an appearance tonight on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon and... Uh, basically because of the goings-on there. The Democrats have reacted. I see that Steny Hoyer released a statement saying, yet this is another reflection of Republicans' deep division and dysfunction. Democrats were literally high-fiving and all smiles in the hallways. I saw a bunch of them today as I was walking around in the various office buildings and around the Capitol. I mean, they they see it as a great opening to attack the Republicans as being completely uh, unable to govern. And B, uh, they think it just couldn't set up any better for him. I keep hearing people talk on talk radio about the idea that somehow the Democrats were going to save Kevin McCarthy or they're going to help John Boehner. I think for them, they couldn't imagine anything better 
politically for them than to have continued sort of uncertainty within the Republican yeah, caucus. I agree with you. They're not coming to the rescue of anybody. And by the way, if that were scenario ever unfolded, then that would be a lame duck from the get-go. That well, person I, I, just, any- I, I see some of my colleagues floating the idea of a coalition speaker. And, you know, I guess theoretically it could happen, but I just don't see that occurring. Yeah, by the way, we got more information. I just got it from Fox News. Boehner will stay on to handle the debt ceiling, the next CR, uh, the debt ceiling, the hardest it may pass only with 40 to 50 Republican votes and the rest Democrats. So Boehner's well, going to do as much maximum damage as he can on the way out. Well, the, let's face it. The conservatives had a chance to get rid of him. They didn't. They, well, no, he's he, they really did. I mean, I think... If, they no could how have, you, look, if they wanted to give Kevin McCarthy... 15 votes they could have and Boehner would be walking out the door I know you're being very adamant about this but I because I, it's true you no, always talk about no. how Boehner could have but, done a lot more and so I turn that back on you and say here's an example where if you really want to get him out of here you can get him out of here they, they can but I think that's being in flux the way it is they're probably not going to do that so the question is if not I Mc- think Boehner's here maybe for another two months it's possible but I think what they're going to look for is they're going to look for somebody who's definitely going to be willing to fight in the ways that I have described to you. Because, look, all Republicans now have themselves a problem. They've got 60 percent of Republicans that think they are betrayed by these people because they don't do not fulfill their promises. It's viewed as surrender. They don't use their constitutional powers to fight. This is not a difficult thing to figure out. And I think, you know, as I was just sp- speaking with Newt Gingrich about I said, well, what would you do on Planned Parenthood? He said, frankly, not fund it. And, and he said, shutting down the government is not a bad thing to do. And I agree with him. And I think these Republicans under this speaker have been unwilling to do it. Now, who's the person to take over? I don't really have the answer. If you ask me who would I, I would choose, I'd choose, I'd bring, I'd bring Gingrich back. That's what I would do. If Trey Gowdy doesn't want it, Paul Ryan doesn't want it, if none of these Freedom Caucus members want it, I'd bring, I'd bring Gingrich back. You know why? Because Gingrich, when he left, had balanced the budget. We haven't balanced the budget since. And he did it with a Democratic president, Bill Clinton. He ended welfare as we know it with real welfare reform. He actually made promises, put them on paper, 10 of them, and they voted on them in the first 100 days, and they passed most of them. You know what? That's refreshing, especially compared to what we have promises made on executive amnesty, promises made on defunding Obamacare, promises made on defunding Planned Parenthood, those promises not being kept. I say bring Gingrich back. That, that has a 0% chance of happening, but no, okay. No, nothing has a 0% chance. No, it has a very unlikely... No, I would say that has a 0% chance. You know why? Yes. Then, give me an, then these guys, you're right in one sense. These guys now have pushed us to this point. Now they, some of them need to step up. And Every they, single member of Congress that I interviewed today on the Republican side, I, I didn't care if they're a freshman or a long-term member, I asked them, have you thought about running for speaker? Because I think that every single one, it's a legitimate question at this point. What do you think and about me a, running? What do you think about me being the outsider? What are my chances? Well, again, I don't. I think there's zero chance that the House would elect somebody who is an outsider at this point in time. So you say, I don't even have one-tenth of one percent, you're saying? No. I have zero chance of ever, if I threw my hat in the ring right now and announced it to you, Jamie Dupree, you would say I have zero chance. Listen, I think that right now, Kevin McCarthy would have had about 200 votes today. 
he would have had I, yeah, a clear the number majority was gonna be, of Republicans. I, I, but you, to get to 218, I think, was going to be a different story. So then you, know, you have to take the next step and say, who can get to 218? I'm not sure that there is a person right now within the Republican Party not right in now. the House. Not right now. But I do think this is what needs to happen. And Newt mentioned this when we were talking. They need to get in a room. They need to, And he said they need to be very patient with each other. They need to listen to each other. And they need to come up with a consensus of where they want to go forward and the way they want to go forward. Now, I suspect they haven't done a whole lot of that under John Boehner. And I think getting in a room, airing their differences, coming up with a positive agenda, solutions. Remember in 2013 and 14, I was advancing the Conservative Solution Caucus. Come up with ideas that will inspire people. Communicate your message and make the country a better place. Solve our problems and communicate what you want to do. That's what I would do. That's great, but this is the Congress, and this is a, there's about power at this point in time. Apparently, and some of they that don't stuff want it. Goes out the window, but and a lot of people apparently don't want that power. I know you would think it's it's counterintuitive to what we think about politicians, right? We'll see. I think that uh, I had one member tell me today he thinks as many as maybe a dozen people might get in the race. I think there's a lot of people that are going to sit down and have dinner tonight and talk to their spouses and their and their families and say, you know what, is this the time? Because this is a historic opening. Well, I don't care whether you're on the, the right of the party, the middle or the left. It's an opportunity that you don't get very often. And we'll see who steps up. Do you want to know what I'm going to be doing all night? I am going to be on the phone with many of these House members. And I'm going to be giving them my suggestions because it's neat. You're right. It is time for them to get their act together and create a governing majority, an inspiring vision to solve America's problems and deal with a rogue president. That's what I think. It was one hell of a day. We'll see what happens tomorrow, Sean. Well, to pat us both on the back, I think we were both right about where this was going, where this was headed. Sooner or later, I'm not sure that I would have predicted today, but yes, sooner or later. No, I don't think right. I don't think we predicted today, but I I certainly saw that it was coming once Jim Jordan said to me yesterday that they were going to stand together and they weren't going to vote for McCarthy. It was pretty clear he had a tough road ahead of him. But yeah, right. two eighteen is a difficult number for anybody at this point in time. All right, Jamie Dupree in Washington. See you, Sean. Thank you.